0: East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts, Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I am Les, obviously, and this is my co-host.
1: Mario Kiki. How are you, Miss Leslie? Good. How are you? I am ecstatic bravo con 23 has been announced confirmed it's Mm -hmm. all happening we are heading to las vegas i am just so excited that they announced it with way more time this year you know we're learning as we go because it's
0: only the third one
1: it's all a learning experience because 20 or 2019 was announced like two months before 2020 mm-hmm. was canceled 2021 was canceled mm-hmm. i don't know were you there some apparently something called a pandemic happened i don't know <laughs> well, allegedly. Um, allegedly
0: allegedly allegedly we were all wearing masks
1: Apparent yeah i mean something i don't know the other pandemic uh, is still ongoing with but we'll talk about that anyway um and then <laughs> last year obviously iconic we had so much fun but now BravoCon 23 is back um and this year they're going to go to las vegas and it's very exciting they released a statement andy cohen talked about it he said for the first time we're headed to las vegas and what happens at BravoCon stays at BravoCon." <laughs> Not not with us. We're going to talk about everything. So exactly
0: <laughs> we will bring you all the information. I think it's great that they're having it there, to be honest. um, I heard Andy on his radio show the other day say that when they were talking about ideas, that they all thought it was too soon to do New York again. And I kind of agree, like we need a change of scenery.
1: No, I definitely agree. I think that um, Las Vegas is a good I mean, it's known for its conventions, its trainings and everything. And then you have obviously like the nightlife and there's weight and everything is so condensed. And it's not as because New York is overwhelming for a non-New Yorker like myself. So it definitely
0: can be. And having to take cabs everywhere and the traffic and you're late. And it's just, yeah, it's a lot.
1: Yes. Yes. And so I think the uh, selfishly, the downside, I think, is more people might want to go to Vegas now. So I'm just I like, know. oh, God,
0: Ugh, they're all coming. No offense to all of you who told me you were coming. <laughs> uh,
1: um, no, I hope you're offended and your plans change because uh, I need li- I need little people. I don't need I need less people to go. So the lines won't be long. But no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I want everybody to go and experience it. Yes. It's going to be a fabulous time. The first week of November, which will be great Vegas weather. I've been to Vegas many times. I love it. Definitely. I haven't been to Vegas I haven't been to Vegas in a while, so I think it's a great um, excuse to go back to Vegas and have some fabulous time, and I have to brag, we'll always have the OG 2019 experience that will never be duplicated. And, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. That's, um, that was uh, the best. That was the best, but you know what? I hope this year people know how to act, and there's no running and fucking jumping over Stampede's each other. Stampedes
0: at the <laughs> Beverly Hills uh, Forum, please
1: oh and oh my god i'm so excited I, I already started thinking i'm like well who's gonna be there if I what's know. currently airing and if mary cosby is indeed back i hope she goes to bravo i know I, be,
0: I really would like to meet
1: her i need mary to scream at me little girl <laughs> like i just need her to do it i need her to do, do it i want to have to, call to me ask her exactly. well i booked my hotel already Yes, so, but the, it's like the Caesars, what is it, Forum or whatever?
0: Yeah, so it's, just so you guys know, they announced it, and it's at the Caesars Forum Conference Center. Now, this is not to be confused with the Caesars Hotel Forum Shops. It is not mm-hmm. in the Caesars Hotel. It is across the Strip on the other side near the high roller, which is the giant Ferris wheel. And actually, the Link Hotel, Paras, and the Flamingo all connect through tunnels, I think, to the convention center. And there's a monorail stop right there, too. So it's pretty convenient.
1: See how nice we are. We are Bravo fans, first and foremost, because we're giving you all the resources. Mm-hmm. We could have gatekeeped all this and be like, figure it out. But no, we're yeah, nice. Go, and... go stay at the win. <laughs> yeah, why like, don't you? All the way at the other end. Yeah, go <laughs> stay at some, <laughs> you know what? Don't even stay in Vegas. Just stay in somewhere else. Right, and just, right. Just drive in and we swear. It's going to be but... very accessible to
0: people. And, that you know, the hotels are cheaper. It's, I think, I think it's a good spot.
1: I hope tom and raquel go just to drive people crazy i need to see them get booed in person because seeing lisa Rinna get booed was an experience i don't agree with mm-hmm. it but you know no, these people either, but yeah you know it's gonna happen if they go it's gonna oh happen oh my god of course well people
0: take it too far always and they'll take it too far i'm sure but they deserve they deserve the booze
1: they deserve a little booing maybe the panel will hand out tomatoes for them to be thrown at <laughs> because i mean we'll get into the gossip because you know what, that's a perfect segue as to what's been going on in pump rules, sand of all land. Now, semi-serious note, uh, Rachel checked into a mental rehab facility um, amid the affair scandal with Scandalval. Um, the latest gossip, according to page six, was that Rachel has been at a facility for some time. It's not a quick fix. It's not short term. It's a long haul program. She decided that before the relationship was discovered, she would enter. I don't believe that part. Uh, before the She's relationship not even in a facility, but
0: go ahead. Yeah.
1: I know. That's what I was going to say. And then... <laughs> Um, Apparently, she was scheduled to go in pre the reunion, but she wanted to finish her filming commitment. Uh, Bravo and production are aware and in support of her journey towards bettering her mental health. Um, I do want to preface by saying we at East and West take mental health very seriously. And Mm -hmm. that said, um, Leslie, (laughs) Leslie.
0: (laughs) That said, that bitch ain't in a mental institution. She's at Miraval, which is a spa. And if those of you who know who watch The Real Housewives of Orange County, this is where Shannon and Kelly had their little scene where. (laughs) That was the only bomb. I think Shannon on the bowl that was on her head. And Shannon had to go to the ER for that.
1: That's the only thing I remember from that season. But listen, a part of me is empathetic towards Rachel because she has been getting Humbled, like he has. she has cheap that reaction would be overwhelming for anybody i don't again condone or justify whatever happened but to get that many people coming at you and then mr ira who i follow on twitter i don't know if you know ira but ira is on twitter I don't know ira. and he tweeted something god i should have pulled it up to be better prepared but he tweeted something like are we really acting like we don't know that Jax and Lala using this scandal to make themselves look better, like they're not just as bad as um, Rachel. Like, of come on. Of course, and then,
0: I know. And, and then Lalo gives them a show on Peacock now. Exactly.
1: Too. And then he made a good point. He's like, if Jax wouldn't have been fired, who's to say he wouldn't applaud Rachel by now anyway?
0: <laughs> of course. Like, who's to say what Jax is up to? Just because it's not being filmed doesn't mean you know. Like, it was so ridiculous.
1: Exactly. I didn't. Oh, And then I see clips of Jackson uh, hee haw on frickin Twitter, and they're all (laughs) sitting there laughing and reacting. And I'm like, dude, if you're going to leave the show, get fired or whatever happened. um, And then bash the show. Don't come back. Like, just have some. Yeah. Because they were the first ones. Jax was in there trash. I mean, blocked everybody. You know, Jax likes to block everybody. And so. Yes. um, But then he comes back. Like, I get it. A check is a check. But save some face. Like, just be like, you know what? I need some coins. But anyway. I know.
0: I thought it was I, odd that they offered them that show. And then we see that they were actually at Sheena's wedding on I, that show. They mm-hmm. show their own pictures of them there. It's weird. I don't, I don't know why they have a show. It's a little bothersome.
1: Yeah. And then speaking of uh, keeping your mouth shut, Tom broke the internet a little bit. Sandoval. Well, he broke right. pump, pump rules internet because he decided to go on Howie Mandel, um, his podcast, which was the most random so weird and it was hilarious that um freaking howie mandel had no idea what the hell was going on because he clearly tom and mandel are friends because that's the only reason um
0: yeah i think because his producer is friends with tom his producer that i'm really sorry to say if you listen to that show and i checked on the other episodes too it doesn't even, it just starts like mid conversation. It's the weirdest thing. And there's no, when it ends, it just ends and you hear dead air. And there's a lot of dead air <laughs> when they don't talk. And, like when they were shaving Tom's mustache, it was just quiet. Like it's it, so, it was cool. so weird.
1: Woo. You know, that's what happens when people self-produce a podcast, but at least me and or Leslie does a fabulous job producing. That's a little BTS uh, trivia. She does all the producing. We don't like dead air. We don't do any botched editing. But anyway, um, Tom's had a lot on that episode without saying anything. But he did say this past year or so, we've both been dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression. We handle it differently. We're very different people. I don't know how to explain it, but we just sort of kept going apart um he said i think maybe this might be a reaction to a midlife crisis because he said after turning 40 he said i accepted it like okay they probably don't have sex all the time you get in a relationship for a long time you just stop having sex so i accepted it i got porn i can just go go crack what up in the bathroom and then he just started rambling on and like Mm -hmm. he said that he was more shocked about the reaction. He's like, it was really shocking. There's a lot of shitty things that happen in the news all the time. And I mean, hell, CNN's covering this. He's like, CNN? He's like, I don't even watch the news and I saw it on fricking CNN.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's um, a little ridiculous.
1: You know, and I, it's one of those things where every, like, remember we talked about it. I'm just like, I even came on here and was like, okay, everybody's acting like this is the end of the world. It's an affair. This isn't Mm -hmm. like, This isn't Monica and Bill again. Um, But it was very cringy seeing Sandoval on that podcast. Like I won't go into complete detail because he just made himself look worse, which I didn't think was possible because there's no other way to rationalize this. Like, yeah, you have your reasons, but sometimes I think it's best to just say, you know what? I messed up and that's it. Like there's no say
0: it. He should have said I should have ended the relationship.
1: And Instead that's of it. having
0: an affair. That's all he needs to do.
1: Don't don't keep going on with. But I did it because of this, because of this, because of it, because of, of, this, right, because of right. I only did it,
0: because of what Ariana did. Well, if you're that mm-hmm. unhappy, then my God, break up. And he tried to claim that he did try and break up with her a bunch of times, but she wasn't having it. And she was like, I'm not allowing you to break up with me. I don't know if that's true. I can't wait till we hear from Ariana somewhere, hopefully with Andy.
1: Yeah, I think it's important that, you know, I overthink this all the time because it's, uh, what's my life, but I think that it's interesting that both Rachel and Tom Sandoval have given like their pre-interview or pre-reunion, like- Mm -hmm statements or conversations you know rachel did that fake paparazzi nail shop and then uh (laughs) sandoval is doing howie mandel so i think they're trying to get ahead of the reunion because they know the reunion is going to show ariana's side everybody's going to cheer on ariana
0: oh that's right we'll hear her then i completely am yeah the
1: well for sure like ariana's going to give her side at the reunion and she's waiting because she has she's living her best life i've seen her she's at coachella this weekend yeah and i think think that um it's interesting that both of the affair havers are um the ones that are getting ahead of the reunion like they want to talk about it before the reunion they want to ramble on like right. they want to just be it's like always
0: the liar that wants to get ahead of it first exactly. to tell everybody else first what happened
1: now i do have 100%. some got i did see some gossip online and i don't fact check so i don't know if it's true it's pump rules finale gossip i don't know it's a spoiler do we want to uh, do i want to say it um oh, no I don't know. It's a spoiler. <laughs> like I know that
0: ears for a minute. People yeah. <laughs> you don't want the spoiler.
1: <laughs> Here's a spoiler. I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Big finale. Pump rule spoiler. Uh, Andy and Lala were on the watch what happens live. Andy said there's a scene in the finale that is jarring. And Lala was like, when I saw it, I was like, whoa, like this girl is psychotic. Now, what I ended up seeing um. That the scene is as follows. Again, I'm rambling, so you can fast forward if you don't like spoilers, because I hate spoilers. But apparently, the finale before they merge into Scandalball real time from a month ago, two months ago. Apparently, what happens in the finale is months ago when they filmed the finale, Ariana is venting to Rachel and saying, "I think Tom is cheating on me," (gasps) and Rachel sits there and says stuff like oh if he is it's okay i'm here for you yada yeah. yada yada and that's why lala and andy were like shook at that conversation because clearly rachel was the one that he was cheating on her cheating with, with. And, right yeah so yeah. i know that's gonna oh and this is so i don't know i listen it's it's i know it's people's lives but i cannot wait to see it i'm gonna oh, get chills too. I cannot wait to see this, uh, because I already am picturing the production. They're gonna show that scene, and then they're gonna like flash to two months ago. Where oh, I'm getting chills. Chills. The
0: flashbacks. Yeah. Cue the
1: flashbacks. I cannot wait. So that is the alleged scene. Oh my god, these pump rules, kids. Now Tom Sandoval did say on the Howie Show that he's not contracted yet for season eleven. He's not sure how it's gonna work as far as filming. And so this is when reality TV and reality always clash, because in real life, when somebody does something like this to you, you probably don't want to hang out with them and film with them or talk to them. No. So that's always interesting to me. It's like, okay, well, how are they going to make it work? Like, do they just I don't I don't know. I'm always wondering, like, because I obviously wouldn't want to be around somebody like that. But if it's your your job, if it's a six figure job, um, because Bravo is generous with the salaries, allegedly. um, And then Um, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sandoval and Ariana have been on 10 years and so they're Uh probably have a higher salary yeah so and then you know what we viewers do want to know well what's going to happen next so I'm very curious to see what's going to happen season 11 who's going to come back. Um, I do want to say, and I don't hate the bitch, but I don't care about Lisa Vanderpump scenes on. Pope no, Rose, I don't right? either. I, I don't, don't like, I don't
0: hate her, but I really it, don't care.
1: It was so like when they showed us her meeting with, um, and we'll recap it. But when we show, when they showed us that scene of her negotiating, I was like, Ugh, I don't care. I'm like, I go back care. to the wedding. I need wedding gossip. I, I need. This, like, I don't care that you're saving their lives. I don't care that you're being a hero, which, you know, do it. Do you boo. But. Just be the mentor, just have one-on-one scenes, just call them and check. I right. don't need to see, like, that was interesting at first, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, but we got some actual gossip going on here. I don't need to see you right. doing business. If you want to show your business life, go back to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Exactly. Go back and, and go do back it there. To- yeah. Because we don't yeah. care on this
1: show. Yeah. We don't care about, this is the show where the your staff are the stars right now. So right. Uh, anyway, just, not that it makes a difference, but I just had to get it off my chest. It's it true though. Yes. Yes. So now we're going to go, uh, you know, obviously pump rules is in the West Coast. We're going to merge to the East Coast. Melissa Gorga was on Watch What Happens <laughs> Live. Uh, she called out Mr. Cohen for being, quote, mean to him. Uh-huh. Um, I was and watching Margaret that-
0: was texting her during saying he's being really hard on you, Melissa. I didn't think that he was. I think he was just being real and asking the things that we want to know
1: the harder questions and i honestly like when i was watching i didn't think he was or mean either and i want to see the screenshot of margaret texting her because i don't believe her um because i'm like really do we think margaret's sitting there watching the show with us like girl shut up
0: yes um (laughs) i do i don't know why (laughs) i definitely do she needs stuff for her arsenal
1: um well i love you margaret i know i love it i love i want to i want to go through that arsenal you know margaret's older so she probably has like a filofax or a rolodex and so <laughs> <laughs> she has a rolodex of hate on her desk uh-huh. no um but when melissa said that margaret texted her andy said well she texted me and said i want to explain the Lori, the stuff about laura to you Woo! Oh, um God. but then melissa wasn't done and she said well, why are you being mean to me and he's like i'm not being mean to you like what the hell like and so mm-hmm. he asked her he's like do you feel like i'm giving you a hard time and she at that point she's like i mean no i'm willing to answer the questions but then what's fascinating to me and listen I'm not going to jump to conclusions but I am what's interesting to me about this episode is that Andy was very much like okay can we all agree that Melissa Teresa are done and they're both fine with being done that chapter is closed and then Melissa agreed but then Gorga Joe Gorga from the audience screams we're not done because he knows that means that they're getting the axe yeah of course I mean oh excuse my cackle but to me that was great to me it's like (laughs) oh my god and you know what me and my friend fam we dissect these shows as much as me and leslie but um my friend fam was like i love melissa and i you know good for you i love all of them but melissa was she's like Because I told fam, I was like, well, listen, Mm -hmm. fam, either Melissa or Teresa are not coming back next year. I'm not going to assume that it's Teresa because it's the Teresa show all the time. Exactly. but, But they're both in a place where they're both done and okay with being done. There's like a sense of finality. And I was telling her that. And she's like, well, I hope it's Teresa, you know, whatever. And I said, I'm like, honestly, like, if we look at things objectively, like from a viewer standpoint, producer standpoint, Melissa is too rational compared to Teresa. If she was as if she was as delusional as Teresa tends to be as um, I'm right, as narcissistic Mm -hmm. as Teresa is a natural born housewife because she will just stick to her delusional guns. She will stick to her like ego. She like that backing down. She is Ever. not backing down to being wrong. Like she is confidently wrong and it's fabulous television. And that's what I told a uh, fam. I'm like, listen, Melissa is digging digging her own grave by going on these shows and agreeing like, yeah, we're done. And like, I'm like, girl, this, they're not going to keep, gonna keep they're not going to keep the normal one. They're not going to keep the one that's not messy. They're not going to keep the one that's, um. You know, Melissa is very nice and she's very kind, and she's probably lasted this long because her husband Joe is a lot like his sister. And right, so, exactly. And um, re- like, if you look back, the sh- she came on the show ten years ago. If you if she came on the show now mm-hmm. with no with no Teresa feud, I don't know if p- fans would be receptive to her. Like, she wouldn't
0: be interesting enough. I mean, that was what we've been watching for years: is the feud back and forth between them. And, and even when they were getting along, it always seemed. Forced phony to me
1: and phony. I love watching. If you go back and watch season three, episode one, the christening, Melissa spends every confessional just talking shit about Teresa, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. how you knew this is going to be the engine that's going to drive this show. Because look how much she's bashing, uh, her sister-in-law. She came in talking shit. Now, to Teresa's credit, she wasn't doing that at first. So I think what happened back then, Teresa then watched back season three. And that's when she's like, okay, you want to talk shit about me? I'm going to tell everybody you're a stripper. (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: Exactly. She came back with like something against her. She retaliated. And Uh I wish
1: Teresa would say that. I wish Teresa said, if you go back and watch season three, Melissa was the one that came on and said, I don't pay my bills. Like she was talking all that shit in her confessionals. Yep. And so Teresa's like, you know what? Yeah, I reacted. I saw the show back. And I said some shit that I shouldn't have said. But anyway, that was years ago. And this is um, to further say, I'm sick of them fighting. Like, I'm sick of this feud. It's been 10 years. We need either, I need one of them to go. Like, I can't, I'm not going to pick one because I don't care at like that much. Neither do I. Like, because whoever stays, Teresa will stay.
0: Teresa will stay. The tree huggers would be like in an uproar. There's no way.
1: There is no way. I, i agree i'm very confident when i mm-hmm. say that it's likely Teresa versus melissa if they had to keep one yeah but i mean listen like it's just uh been fascinating well i think you know we can segue into the jersey gossip since we're talking about jersey not jersey gossip uh jersey recap, jersey recap. Um, unless you it. have unless you have any other um the only other gossip piece of gossip share, I we, saw
0: is that Teresa said she's now friends with Danielle Staub again, and she really likes her. Like, oh,
1: my God, girl. Oh, God. Girl, see, have you not learned nothing from your cyclical, toxic relationship with your sister-in-law? Like, now you're yeah. going back to Danielle Staub. I like, I know. Uh, <clears throat> I know. Danielle Staub, was- I mean, she didn't bother me, but it's just like, and I kind of felt bad for her. I know we weren't, we weren't obviously recapping back then, but she just yeah. – she ratted out Teresa. And that was her downfall. <laughs> because- that was her swan song.
0: <laughs> and I thought like she went on, watch what happens live. And she's like, I will never be back. in the real housewives of New Jersey again, if they offered her a housewife spot, she would be back quicker than uh, I edit this podcast. And,
1: so exactly. Done. quick. She'll be back quicker than sand, honey. Like she, yes. and that's the thing. It's like, okay, don't ever. Like I listened to two T's and Teddy Mellencamp pause for reaction because everybody hates her no but teddy always says like never speak in absolutes which is a ironic Mm -hmm. statement but never say never because you never know what you're going to do so
0: um
1: yeah let's take a two second break and then we can pull up our jersey recap and do the rest of the show for y'all
0: perfect we'll see you guys in a second everybody. Welcome back to East and West with Mario and Les. And we are now going to recap The Real Housewives of New
1: Jersey from this week.
0: Mario? Yes.
1: It is another episode in the East Coast with New Jersey. It aired this week, obviously. Melissa is having Danielle come to Envy to promote her pop-up shop for her clothing line. Um, Envy, the store itself, looks really tiny. I've never been there, but um, it was really cute. It's I very
0: think- cute looking. I mean, I've never been there either.
1: I don't think we spend enough time at Envy. So I wonder if Melissa just gets screwed out because I know she films her as much as she can to promote her business. But mm-hmm. um, it uh, when they, they, they panned out from behind to the window, I was like, oh, well, that's like a long closet no shade um good for yeah her.
0: it basically is and they don't have a lot of stock uh, like things in stock online whenever I've looked or a lot of sizes maybe it's gotten better since then I haven't looked in a while so this is all allegedly now
1: oh my it god remember way before <laughs> speaking of alleged uh quick segue uh remember when they people were saying that she was selling fake Chanel and oh my god. <laughs>
0: Speaking of bougie kids, I mean, she was sell- selling fake Ralph Lauren on her website and saying that it was Ralph Lauren, but it was like twenty dollars or something for something that should be like eighty dollars, and now it's not on there anymore. Oops, must have made her take it down. Yeah.
1: Oopsie. Well, well, surprising
0: with the queen of the fake bag. Ah. One bag she owns. I did a comparison picture in my Bravo group
1: we do the work here we do the work here at east and west melissa is giving danielle a small rack in her store to sell the products jennifer comes to the event and she's looking for some green outfits for their trip to ireland jennifer then asks melissa if she's upset about her and dolores being added to the wedding party melissa thinks that Teresa is the one that created this divide but jennifer concludes that Teresa's the one that extended the olive branch and Melissa's to just grab on to the piece of wood. I don't know if Melissa should have been invited as a bridesmaid in the first place. Um, I think it was I very- I know either. Yeah, it was very, you know, I don't have sisters obviously and I never want to get married, but I mean, I had a sister, RIP. Sorry, that came out wrong. What I mean is I would never be a bride. So I wouldn't be in a position to need bridesmaids. But um, right. I think that- it's always from my experience with brides and sisters, I've asked them like, are your is your sister gonna be your maid of honor? And mm-hmm. some of the brides are like, No, they'll be in the wedding, but they say it very much like technicality, like
0: <laughs> Right, exactly. Like,
1: like by Well, default. sisters
0: aren't always a bargain. They
1: exactly, can be, but like, not always. I know, like my sister was, my sister was a piece of work, but I mean, I don't know if I would want that bitch up there with me, but, um, (laughs) and I can say that and I would say that to her, but, um, one of my cousins has four sisters Mm -hmm. and she got married and I don't know if I don't remember if she like assigned a matron of honor or whatever the case, but they were all up in the wedding. right? (laughs) So I'm trying to think like, I don't know, like it's, it is a big deal in Mexican Mm -hmm. culture in Mexican culture and obviously in Italian culture to exclude somebody like this. So of I think, of course, ter-
0: the in far- Jewish culture too, by the way. Yeah.
1: For Teresa to do that, it was Teresa sticking to her guns, which is respectable, but it's also going against the, his traditional expectation. Of, yeah.
0: And it draws the well, line. She's-
1: it draws the line so it's melissa is obviously taking it personal so we'll she won't admit she is like you can just see her face shift and her tone shift like anytime mm-hmm. this freaking wedding comes up it's like woo.
0: yeah her face kind of drops a little yeah, bit like, like,
1: it's like you know her yeah. ass clench her ass clenches a little <laughs> bit she, she, she queefs um yeah. anyway Melissa then asked Danielle what happened with Rachel and uh, Danielle calls Rachel a rat. She says that the worst thing you can call an Italian is a rat. and Danielle mm-hmm. believes that Rachel was running her over with the bus. She thinks that Rachel is a bitch and you can see this loudmouth does not like to be busted. Danielle says she forgives and never forgets. Is that also another uh, old school Italian tradition? Because these people never forget. Like they just. Uh, they never forget and they
0: don't they really forget. I don't lie. think.
1: They just, they just allegedly, I forgive you, but I hate you. Right. Um, we I then talk a, shit about you forever now. <laughs> forever and ever. Dolores is visiting Paul's brothers, uh, David and his wife. She loves his family. Uh, she found a castle where they're going in uh, Westmeath for their trip. She is concerned about bringing this group of women to the home country. And Paul gives them a warning saying, watch your behavior because the Irish will mimic all your good and bad behavior. Well, I, I died.
0: Still-
1: <laughs> I'm like, I hope there's tables to throw and glasses to throw because it that's so exactly. funny.
0: He's yeah. like, if you guys sing, they're gonna sing with you. But if you fight, they're gonna fight with you. And his sister-in-law was like, you might want to ask for plastic cups wherever you go.
1: Yes, plastic cups. Like that was up. that was a very cute scene. And Dolores does seem genuinely happy with her she with does. Her man. So, she so does. Good for her. Yes. Uh, Margaret shares with her husband that she found a reader. Uh, from mm-hmm. last week to be an imposter I'm like well duh like that breeder was very specific Amen. Um, but you know I always wanted to note that March does seem concerned over what Laura has indeed shared with Jennifer and Teresa mm-hmm. like her you know body language speaks highly or er, loudly and yeah. her body language shifts she doesn't seem as unbothered as she normally would be right I did some research because this is important work, but I didn't know that Margaret and Laura were friends for 40 years or they've so known like each third other
0: grade or something. Like, yeah. Exactly. For a really long time.
1: And Melissa dismissed it on watch what happens live because she said that Laura has been trying to get on the show for years, but I'm like, well, that doesn't change the fact that it, your gossip is not true. You know what I mean? Like, right. even if like two things can be true, Laura could be wanting to get on the show mm-hmm. and Melissa could have allegedly made out with somebody. It doesn't mean right. anything. It doesn't, like Right. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just means that there's some shit going down. Uh, but anyway, Louis says it's impossible to have a conversation with Joe Gorga, which is, I agree, because he's not falling for his fake ass shit. Louis does not have the energy to deal with Joe Gorga. Teresa claims in her confessional that Louis was the one that took a beating and lost the money. I want one of those toaster ovens.
0: <laughs> and that brings me to some
1: breaking news. Yeah.
0: I want so, one. I saw on Twitter today that Marge, um, Margaret, Bought one from somebody and, <laughs> and she's bringing it to the reunion. So I dug deeper and found that they were for sale on Facebook marketplace. And this one was for sale for a hundred dollars brand new. And then I looked up pizza ovens, like countertop ones, just to see how much they were going for. Most are like around that price or, you know, a little more expensive for not the super, super nice one. So I bought it <laughs> and then I just tweeted and I offered it up to Bravo for BravoCon, but <laughs> I'd be happy to donate this historical artifact to BravoCon. But I will we, use it when I get it. I will use it once and see.
1: I have been. I, you know what? <laughs> Listen, I when I saw the pictures floating, I'm like, oh my god, this is cute. Like it's a cute little uh, oven. Apparently, oh. the Twitter the Twitter gossip said that they couldn't resell it because the the oven function was patented, and that's uh, oh. Louis. Apparently, Louie didn't know that Joe Gorga allegedly knew that. Uh, so Joe Gorga's nephew through Melissa's side was the one that bought the had the contact for the ovens. Right. They they So essentially they said, oh, go buy these ovens from this guy. He sells ovens. They withheld the part where they said, but you can't resell them because it's uh, it's a patented product. And so that's where the feud came along because oh,
0: Joe never told Louie that
1: apparently <gasps> allegedly apparently you know because I'm sure Joe what or the his fuck yeah apparently Joe or his nephew you know they got a kickback for being the referring like oh this is my yeah referring I thought mom. they meant like they fell off a truck no <laughs> those pizza ovens yeah yeah no, and so <laughs> what had happened was he spent like whether it was a hundred or two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, that's a lot, like you're still in the yeah. six figure range. Um, and so apparently the contacts, like, was like, Oh, here, buy my ovens. And so then Louis buys the ovens, mm-hmm. and then after they did the photo shoot to exclude Gorga, that's when gorga was like well you can't even resell them anyway because uh, right. oven functions or like whatever nonsense anyway when i saw them i thought they were cute the photo shoot was cute i thought the cute little ovens i was like oh i want one and um so when i heard you bought one i damn near fell out my chair and i was just like <laughs> oh my god leave it to leslie to fulfill my uh but sunday I, morning I impulse
0: just buy <laughs>
1: i'm like i need one on my counter i love it i oh you know these housewife artifacts are going to be collectibles in 20 years when yeah, we look back and say oh my god yeah. like oh anyway we love a little uh segue here a little <laughs> a little side road a little merge to the gossip anyway I thought it was um, her duty Jennifer okay I applaud and support it Jennifer tells Bill that she's planning a bachelorette party for Teresa Jennifer's planning to avoid the march since she has done so much damage to her family Jennifer tells Bill to spend more time with the kids he offers to give up golf time to spend with them Jen does not or Jennifer does not want Bill to run away and hide from in the pool house and Bill will consider returning to counseling
0: okay so can we talk about when he offered to give up his golf time he was so sarcastic when he said that oh well I'll just give up golf and my other hobbies or whatever and she's like your hobby is sitting in the pool house for hours which is true I mean but like he's not giving up anything That's not happening.
1: I want to see the pool house. I need a tour of the pool house, MTV Crip Style. I want to see what is more appealing of the pool house than your fucking mansion because they have a huge house. He just Maybe he just likes the alone time. I don't know, but I want to see what's in there and I hope it's clean because you know men, I mean it's probably musty in there. There's probably like old beer cans. I'm just picked like girl like can we? Never mind. I don't want to see the pool house. You have 16 bathrooms and you're it probably smells. I don't like don't think There's she probably can keep one a
0: housekeeper bag- though, so I think that <laughs> might not be clean. She's always looking for a housekeeper. <laughs>
1: like. There's probably one beanbag chair and a iPad, and that's where he watches his shows. Poor uh-huh. Bill. No, poor Bill. We don't like. Well, him. no, we don't. Like <laughs> we don't love Bill. The ladies get to Ireland and it does look absolutely gorgeous. Je- Rachel is not going to let uh, Danielle, the bougie Barbie, ruin her trip. The Fessler then shares that she slept with James Gandolfini. She
0: I said mean, she went to
1: an S S N bar with him and she sees him as the one who got away. I did not see that coming. Um, me neither. In her, com- in her confessional, she's like, he has been in me or he was in me multiple times. <laughs> he was
0: inside of and me more so- than once. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was like okay. okay and so I googled uh James Gandolfini young because we know that was a long time ago yeah and I was like okay good for you Fessler I don't I don't know how his family's gonna feel <laughs> how about that yeah uh, about that but you know R.I.P. Uh, James Gandolfini but yes I was like oh suddenly this this Fessler girl just got a little more interesting does um, Fessler
0: give you Heather Dubrow vibes a little bit she gives me Heather Dubrow you watch next time and tell I, me. Little Heather Dubrow.
1: Like physically?
0: Just her manner. Or, like her her watch and see. Now that I said that, watch and see, and then tell me what you think.
1: Fessler's personality reminds me more of Garcelle as far as like so. chill. Like, oh, so oh. like she's very chill. Yes. She's nice. She's polite. She's snarky when she needs to be. She sort of just stays there and watch. Right. Um, her She's not confessionals as... are better.
0: There's just something about her that reminds me of Heather. I don't know what it is. Just something in her yeah. manner.
1: And this is, you know, no shade, but shade. But Garcelle is better in her confessionals and a group scene. So, um, oh I, God, that's what yes. I see with with Fessler. So, um, I need them to be bring that energy to the group portfolio. Mm-hmm. but yes, anyway, please. Melissa. They get to this fabulous castle. Melissa wants to know if it's haunted. Melissa will have to suffer with her little mirror. She's afraid (laughs) to sleep in there by herself. So she said she'll be moving in to bunk with someone else who has better lighting and mirrors. Jennifer has a gorgeous room and she says she already sleeps in the castle. So she doesn't care where she slept, but she still has a good room. Dolores tells Jackie that she needs to watch what she says because she has gone too far with her inquiry on Danielle's family drama. And then Jennifer does finally admit telling Angie, the healer, that she and Marge were fighting. She admits Damn. in her confessional that, yes, she did, in fact, tell the reader the night before a complete breakdown of everything she wanted. Uh. To help. She said she like, I'm like, come on. Uh, so Marge was right in this one. Teresa defends Angie since she was spot on when she told her that her Prince Charming was named Louis. But come on, maybe somebody told Angie that <laughs> Teresa's dating a guy named Louie. And Teresa was like, oh, my God. She got I her cannot direct take paradox. Housewives.
0: Yeah, I can't take Housewives psychics seriously because these are all like public people. You could find out anything you need to know about them by either watching the Housewives or Googling. So can't take it seriously.
1: I'm gonna need, we need everybody to respect Alison DuBois for being the OG psychic and saying yes, he will never yes. emotionally fulfill you. Know that. And yeah, so yes. that scene, know that. Remember they had her cigarette <laughs> at um <laughs> her electric cigarette at bravo con (laughs) oh my god she was a trip man that woman that woman was terrifying like oh she was paranormal activity before now uh jennifer is bursting at the seams to tell what um marge's ex-bff laura has shared she enjoys watching margaret squirm she says because she loves to see her sweat uh there's no ac in the house so they're all sweating so they want to go take a little break to debrief Jennifer initially does not want to tell Danielle what she knows since she would appear to be a hypocrite because last season the same thing happened to her. But then Jennifer then tells Danielle of that course. Laura told her that someone saw Melissa make out with the guy. Jennifer says that Teresa wanted to know this information about Melissa and that Teresa believed this information about Melissa. I'm sure she did. And then did. Danielle has Danielle then has that fake regret like I wish I did not know this. Um oh, shit. Yeah. And if you have been listening to uh, East and West, you know that we told you this gossip weeks ago. And so yes, thank you did. to our sources for thank you to our sources for being correct, because we saw it play out. Um, and so the thing that's going to piss off Melissa Moore is the fact that Teresa believed it, I think, because people, you know, these women talk about each other all the time. But when right. Jennifer said when Jennifer sat there and said, well, Teresa believed it, I was like, oh, that's the of part course. She
0: does. believed it. She wants to believe anything and everything bad about Melissa. And Jennifer saying she didn't want to appear to be a hypocrite, she literally told her five seconds later. So that's <laughs> in mean, come oh on, man. And like, I don't think Melissa will be shocked that Teresa believed it. She's gonna be annoyed, yeah, but so, she's not gonna be shocked.
1: So hurtful, and I think it gives us even more insight as to why they didn't go to the wedding. But absolutely, but we digress, they have. They are now going to a pub crawl for Teresa's bachelorette party. Teresa recalls her first bachelorette party. And she thinks that chamming taming could have been a stripper (laughs) that was there. (laughs) Chamming taming. Hey, Kay. Chamming chamming, taming. And then the Fessler opens Pandora's box of countless years of division. And she asks Teresa, why did she pick Dolores and Jennifer to be bridesmaids? Teresa babbles that they are big supporters of Louis. And she's liked him from the beginning. She goes on with her nonsense about being nervous about asking them because she did not want another problem with her brother. But then Jennifer states the obvious Melissa was only invited to the wedding out of obligation, Uh, which is, you know, probably true. True. Um, Teresa then shares some news by saying, I'm not perfect. Like, I do make mistakes. I was like, oh, okay. It's come on reflection a little self yeah a little self-awareness uh but then she then pivots and makes it about joe and melissa's fault that melissa's mom donna was not invited to the wedding Teresa then adds more salt to the wound and shares that she invited a lot of moms at the wedding to the table She's
0: so mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Teresa could only see the situation as another chance to throw melissa under the bus she richly and no self-awareness says she has never thrown her brother under the bus Melissa cannot take one more minute of this talk and wants to only talk about positive things. You know, that's the problem, Melissa. You should have reacted and got off on her. If you want to stay on the show, you have yeah. to react. Like, need give us some content. The... Melissa was like, oh, I want to be positive. Like, no, nah, bitch, you need to fight back. You need to, we don't watch you need the to argue with
0: positivity.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm positive. Production is like, bitch, what are you doing? Right. Exactly. Uh, but it is not. It is it is night one so maybe melissa's like we need to we'll fight later um so then jackie and the fessler decide to lighten the mood and they give us some limericks and it ends on a scene laughing which did lighten the mood a little bit next week Teresa brings up melissa's daughter antonia uh that was a little cringy because Alyssa or melissa fuck i'm getting confused Teresa says antonia didn't go to something that her kids were doing and melissa was like excuse me are you talking about my daughter and that's when i was like god
0: yeah here we will blow up uh, i think yeah that's definitely also another breaking news joe judice was at Atlantis in the Bahamas last weekend when I was there Um, I did not see him but he was slumped over in the sports book with wine like sleeping and then I had gone up to the room it was two in the morning and my friend Melissa saw all the four girls and took a picture with Gia and she said Gia was lovely she was so nice and so friendly so okay good she's a good girl then I guess and you know she's not
1: a little bitch <laughs> i you know that the at last year's bravo they did the, the what was that room whatever um but i oh, was hanging out with, with gia like we were yeah. yeah yeah i was hanging out with gia because i sat down next to her there was nowhere else to sit and i'm just oh, sitting god. there like oh my god this is I... my life it was like a yeah. little lounge right <laughs> and i sit down and she's sitting next to me she's on her phone and i'm trying not to be nosy i couldn't tell who she was texting but right. then i'm sitting there like and so I was just like, "Oh hey, Gia." Blah, blah blah. So I was like, "I would watch the show," and she's like, "Oh thanks." And then she looks at me and she's like, "This is so overwhelming. Like you guys are like the fans are like woo." And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, we're crazy." And she started laughing, and she started laughing. And so we sat there chatting. And then, and then I go up to them later to take a picture with her and Teresa. And Gia was like, "Oh hey," like she recognized right, me. She, she remembered you. And I, right. And I, and I and I look at Teresa and I was just like, you know what? people can talk a lot of shit about you but you have always shown to be a good mom and I think that I just want yeah, to say that to you I never had, yeah I had never said that to Teresa like I always say oh I love you whatever but mm-hmm. I was just like you have done a kick-ass job with these girls like I was like your daughter didn't even have to talk to me and she was very kind very lovely and um and she's gorgeous she is beautiful she's in very pretty like, those pictures yeah. those pictures do not do justice to at like, all she yeah she like took she like took my breath away. I was like, oh my god, like her eyes her are eyes. so like uh uh-huh. drawing. And then when yeah. I saw when I saw Frank Sr., he took my breath away too for other reasons. Yes. But um <laughs> For me it was
0: Lil Frankie, but he's oh. young enough to be my
1: child, so I'm not gonna go there. Fully- oh my But god. anyway, that's um that's Jersey this week. And yeah, so let's <laughs> let's uh, pivot
0: into pump rules from this week.
1: Uh, and I'm going right. to start
0: you off Mario and I are going to go back and forth at this one. So, all right. So, we see Schwartz making out with Raquel, which definitely felt anticlimactic knowing what we know now, for sure. Um the hecklers in the background make it as real as it can be. And after pulling away from the world's most unromantic kiss, Raquel suggests, I feel like we should go somewhere private. They proceed to suck face further, and Raquel explains that she feels giddy. I mean, this is all a bunch of bullshit, though. I, 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 like, I couldn't like it's hard to watch because you know how fake it is. Schwartz claims that it feels illegal to be making out with Raquel, and he immediately regrets the kiss when he wonders what Katie will think. I don't think he's thinking about what Katie will think. I think he's more concerned about Sandoval, unless it is true that Sandoval told him to make out with Raquel.
1: Rachel yeah and what's interesting to know is that they filmed the confessionals after they filmed the show obviously so I think he's just saying that to save face I think mm-hmm. he's saying that he's concerned for Kate like if you felt that way you could have said it in that real time you did not think about they weren't thinking about Bullshit. Katie at all I mean maybe no. they were thinking of how to hurt Katie and that includes Sheena so they were all thinking yeah. how do we piss off Katie because that includes you know Katie should Katie have gone to this wedding no, no. but that's I but think she should have stayed her home.
0: She's on, she's the, on show. the show. I
1: feel like that's why she went. Exactly. But I think at the end of the day, if, since she's there, it doesn't mean, okay, now she's here. Let's pummel her. How do we hurt her? What's the yeah, worst way to like piss wrong. her off? And it was like, whoa, like you guys are making me feel bad for Katie. And that's where I draw the line. Like this, <laughs> I have, I have never been so personally offended when I, when I you know. were making me feel bad for Katie, Katie, after everything I've been mm-hmm. through, like, oh, oh, I know anyway,
0: Okay, so I'm going to throw it to you now. You tell us what happened next. <laughs> Do you know? Do you want me to tell yes. us what happened next? Okay. Sorry,
1: so, I, hit, I hit mute by accident. I hit mute by accident. Anyway, so uh, she...
0: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go for it. I'll go for the next one. It's just, well, you know, calls we, we're unprofessional here on East and West. We're we're, we're more professional we're, than Howie Mandel, but we're... Yes, we're doing our, we're best. Doing
1: our best. We... We have our moments. Um, Sheena calls Lala and calls her out for being with the, quote, others during her wedding festivity. Knowing damn well that Lala was with Katie, Sheena then changes the subject and says, Did you see Schwartz and Raquel make out? James, who had followed Katie, Lala, and Christina back, is about to flip the hell out. Katie feels gut-punched to learn that people were cheering on Schwartz making out with Rachel um sheena does some more digging she calls lala back to confirm that yes in fact the duo did make out uh brock the jock explains that people were cheering because they quote wanted to see schwartz happy and to that lala calls rachel a swamp creature (laughs) katie hates (laughs) katie says she hates tom more than rachel at that moment and a jealous james gets nasty about how much schwartz wants to fuck raquel all while in the presence of his current girlfriend Allie. To me, that made it obvious that James has not moved on yet, despite jumping into that relationship. That scene Definitely of them not. finding yeah. out, them finding out uh, about Schwartz and Rachel making out, mm-hmm. is to me that was just the appetizer to the entree known as scandal. Because once yep. they find out about <laughs> Tom and Sandal, or of Tom and Rachel, the other one. Uh-huh. Oh, it's gonna be good. Oh, oh I'm. Oh, I'm literally like my I mouth can't watered wait. right now. I know, I know. Um, yes, and so they so, party on. The guests yeah. get drunker. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I'm rambling. Go ahead. Oh
0: no, that's okay. Um, so yes, yeah, so <laughs> the Sheena, the Sheena parties go on. Like I've never seen a wedding event be that long. It's like when I thought that it was Austin. like the wedding that day, then she's like, "Oh no, we'll see you at dinner tonight." I'm like, "Oh my God, we're still here. Like it's not over yet." Exactly. I, so much. They are working They're-
1: overtime.
0: I know the guests get drunker and there's Sandoval, which I thought the scene was so weird. He's just there repeating Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. And when Ariana hears that Schwartz and Raquel made out, she is shocked. Um, that was a strange scene for me. And I think she told him to shut up or something, Ariana, in that scene, if I recall, um, to make the party more fun, skinny dipping ensues. And everybody who was like, I think this is where we see Ariana naked with that guy. Who everybody's like, oh, who is she with skinny? Oh, damn. who's that trying guy. to make it seem like they had an open relationship? He's gay, mm-hmm. first of all. I found him immediately weeks ago on Instagram. Everybody made such a big deal, but it wasn't anything. Um, yeah. Katie cannot fathom why and how Schwartz could do this with Rachel after being with her for 12 years. And she feels as though it was just a mean move.
1: <sighs> I, I felt like I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> yeah, that was mean. I look back now and I... I... It's mean, like whether you like somebody or not, like that's mean. Like that was just
0: you don't need to deliberately hurt them. Her, it's wrong.
1: You don't need so, to like throw it in their face like that. No,
0: definitely not. Um, the next day, Sheena, her sister Ariana, and Rachel roll up to the spa to be pampered. Oh my god, it was a beautiful spa, gorgeous. But Rachel's reaction was just like, <gasps> I, I, was, I girl, girl, like I couldn't take it. I could not take it. Uh, Sheena talks about her disappointment in Lala, and Sheena doesn't appreciate Lala splitting her time with Katie and Christina, and she wonders if Lala will even attend her wedding after her antics. She wanted to wear shorts I mean, to the
1: wedding, I know that. You <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, no. uh... Yeah. I mean, I could see Sheena being annoyed that Lala keeps going back and forth with somebody she doesn't like, but you know, Lala was probably being whispered by production. Like, Hey girl, go film with Katie. We need to see Katie. Course, here's an extra, of course. Here's the next, here's an extra 20, go film with Katie. Um, of course. but you know, it is what it is. So. Okay, so so because she's still on,
0: oh, no, you go ahead. I keep, you, I know. I keep
1: doing next, that to you. I'm sorry. Next
0: time, we're going to mark the paragraphs. It's like when I'm at tennis, yes, you, you and I'm playing doubles. Me, you. me,
1: yeah,
0: yes, I'm gonna yell I'll do the tennis grunt. Game. Okay, you, I'll
1: do the because she's still on cloud nine. Rachel suggests <laughs> that she walk down the aisle with Schwartz and even FaceTimes him to make it official. It was such an awkward exchange and ariana is just grimacing while rachel continues to star in this personal little romantic comedy just um cool. the next scene we see schwartz plopped down by ally and james as they're relaxing by the pool Schwartz knows he's on thin ice with james because he made out with rachel but he does try to smooth things over by saying me and rachel don't have a thing he then goes on about how he wanted to quote stick it to the man by making out with rachel to temporarily make himself happy Schwartz thought the kiss would snap him out of his funk. And then James gets upset with Schwartz, puts his hand on his leg. Um, James mm-hmm. makes it clear that he is not okay with him sticking his tongue down his ex-fiance's mouth. And to me, they made it clear he is not okay, uh, he's not completely over Rachel as much as he wants us to believe. Mm-hmm. That entire scene was awkward as hell. I felt bad more for Allie than anything, because I'm like, oh my god. Well, Darren was watching
0: also that night and he was like, I don't understand. Like, how does she just sit there and not say anything? She looks bored. He's like, is she only going out with him to be on the show? He had many questions. Yes. Yeah.
1: I agree with Darren's uh, assessment because I think uh, Allie is Rachel 2.0 in the sense of like, Rachel only dated James to get on the show and Rachel is now on the show. And Allie's like, fine, I'll do it too. Right. Okay, you.
0: (laughs) Me. So back at Villa Rosa, uh, LVP (laughs) meets with Greg, the owner of Schwartz and Sandy's, the boy's partner. Uh, LVP was thrilled that Greg was happy to meet with her to discuss Tom Tom's current situation. Uh, Greg makes it clear that the restaurant is nowhere near opening and that the Toms have not listened to a single piece of advice he has offered to them. Greg refuses to promise he can open by the 31st just to appease LVP. And I think that she is shocked someone actually told her no. This Greg is, seems a little unhinged with the opening. Like he needs everything to be perfect. Perfect. I mean, God,
1: I know. And it's I mean, I, I get it. But it's like, bro, like you're the maybe because he's not losing money. Well, that's that's the Schwartz exactly. and Sandy's uh, he's
0: probably not rationale. Right?
1: They're like, yeah, that's their dilemma anyway. Okay, you. Yeah. <laughs> we go back to Mexico. <laughs> Schwartz <laughs> decides to wake Sandoval up. Uh, he wakes him up with some pina coladas in bed. LVP calls him. She puts him in check. She tells him right away how the meeting went with Greg. But the Toms are irked that she is questioning their alleged business and their alleged strategies. That's me being shady throwing the word alleged because y'all don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> no. um, so, you know, LVP is just trying to keep her name. Because LVP is part of the brand. So if they look bad, she's going to look bad. But Yeah especially when it comes to the business sense. Uh, Lala pays a visit to Sheena's room. She reports that she will not be attending the dinner later that evening. Lala states that her life is intense and she wants to be around women that build her up and not people like Rachel. Lala feels that Rachel is insecure and she's triggered by her because of how she is behaving. Lala then tells Sheena that even though it's her wedding, it's like the most important thing in your life right now. Other people have other things going on. (laughs) I was like, bitch, you're at her wedding. Like how rude is that? I know. Your wedding is
0: not the most important thing on this trip. To everybody, really? Is that why you're there? I mean, I know it's a. Cast That's why you're
1: there. Like, the fuck on. And shout out to Sheena for not losing her shit because ten years ago Sheena Bride would have been sobbing and she oh was just god, like, yeah. okay, whatever. Sheena was just like, okay, do you? We'll boo. Have to like, I to was disagree. just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, Lala is beyond at mm-hmm. this point. Oh my god. So anyway, you. <laughs>
0: And as I'm sitting here mouthing me. So Sheena's hibachi dinner is off to a great start, especially when Rachel gets seated in between the Toms. That was a nice touch there. Uh, When James calls Rachel out for hooking up with dudes in the friend group, she responds that she is trying to live a little. Well, I mean, living a little is fine. You don't have to fuck everybody in the same group. Just just a thought. (laughs) Um, James reminds Rachel that he doesn't think he was ever in love with her. And at that point, Allie removes herself from the hibachi to go say hi to Christina, Lala and Katie who were prepping to leave the grounds for a girl's dinner. Yeah. I would have gotten up at that point too. Like how much more can he point out that he is not over Rachel? That's like mortifying for poor Allie. I feel bad for her. So uh, right before the ladies head out Schwartz, um, the sweaty pig and Katie's words, comes dangerously close to breathing the same air as Katie. And when the topic of Rachel and Schwartz comes up, Katie comes right out and says, I want to light both of them on fucking fire.
1: Oh, rightfully so. Like, she is pissed. Like, that is just, ugh, yeah. Yeah. Well, later we find out that Sheena and Brock... (laughs) Later, we find out that Sheena and Brock have been... This was an interesting development. We find out that Sheena and Brock have been technically married for a year already. Mm-hmm. um ariana explains that this wedding is just the icing on the cake and that the marriage is really what counts we also find out that rachel no longer wants to walk down the aisle with schwartz since he's not a quote good walker this girl's a mess like girl she's a runway a model like,
0: she said is she out of her fucking Uh I,
1: I can't she talks- walk with somebody that
0: can't walk properly. she talks
1: about like point five speed as a model i need to look good and blah, blah. but i you know what when um and i don't slut shame do you but when i saw who she ended up walking down the aisle with i was like oh i don't blame her because that yeah. man was a slut. i fucked him too exactly sheena <laughs> can hardly believe the differences between this wedding and her last one because she feels so happy to be doing this with brock katie and christina's balcony overlooks the wedding and this time around when katie sneaks a look she does say that the wedding is beautiful because i mean it truly was yes um she sheena is beaming and sheena says that she knows brock is her person and i thought that was a cute little i scene, thought it was really though,
0: nice yeah yeah you
1: know, so you It was nice.
0: So Schwartz lets Rachel know that he's got in big, big trouble about the kiss, and he talks about what a calamity it has turned into. They joke about the kiss, and Schwartz plays it off with a few high fives and awkward dance moves. He is such a child. Speaking of awkward Uh. dance moves, though, during the first dance, Brock's rips Sheena's skirt off and lifts her up a la Dirty Dancing. I mean... Of course, Sheena's going to have to have something like that in her wedding. I mean, that's a not surprise me at all. So while at their last vacation dinner, uh, Katie lets Christina know that if she knew how this trip was going to go, she would have not come. I mean, hello. Just as they get their sushi, Schwartz pops in and pops a piece of sushi into his mouth. So rude. Who just sits down do and takes food, especially after you're making out do with
1: not, Do not. touch my food ever. No. Ever. No. even well, you
0: can touch ever, it, but ask me first or... Let me offer exactly. it to you and don't be making out with somebody
1: else right before you ask we're, for my food. You know I'll take it. Leslie and me have Leslie and me have broken bread we've had appetizers together, but we always say hi. Do you want something? If she yes. was the type of if me or Leslie was the type of bitch that sat down and just made a move like that, I would uh-huh. have Teresa Judized that shit, <laughs> flipped the table, call security. <laughs> that is you know what? You know what? Making out with Rachel was Less worse than him just grabbing her food. That's how much I food. feel about my food. <laughs> how year, dare yeah. you? First Damn of all, all go I make did. out with Rachel again. But how dare you touch my sushi? Like that is my sushi. Yeah, That's more offensive dinner. to me than I don't know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. But so, I digress. I'm very triggered by the food. Problem. I know.
0: I can see that. Um. So I, I am also triggered by it. But he wonders why it matters what he did with Rachel, considering he's been divorced for Katie, from Katie for seven months. Schwartz claims that he didn't realize anyone was watching him make out with Rachel. Does that make it better? And Katie tells him that she never had hatred towards him, but now she does. She lets him know that he nuked the bridge between them, and Schwartz says he doesn't care anymore. In fact, he feels more divorced now. Schwartz now realizes he needs a nice, healthy break from Miss Katie. I just
1: cannot stand Schwartz. I really cannot stand him. Like, I watch... I watch how inconsiderate he is towards this woman's feelings Mm -hmm. and it's just it's no wonder like not to quote Kelly Dodd but no wonder because you know that's her favorite statement no wonder Katie left his ass because it's like bro really like you're this out of touch with women's feelings or feelings in general like come on like oh my god no
0: and his little act about being a dummy is getting old you know like oh he's so look how shorty look how how cute cute I am
1: I wear glasses and my dick can't get hard, allegedly. Um, It's just, anyway, allegedly. Everything's allegedly. At the reception, Rachel comes to talk to Lala. And Rachel does apologize to Lala for calling her a mistress bobo. (laughs) Rachel (laughs) felt like the girls were laughing at her during the Vegas trip. And she felt like she was being attacked by the group. Rachel suggests that Lala and company take up a hobby and do that lala then suggests rachel go find herself elsewhere uh this conversation with uh between lala and rachel does go nowhere uh lala then tells rachel that she needs uh she feels validated by the company of men um this conversation was completely awkward and unhinged and it was just um ballsy of rachel to go up to lala and call her out again but uh it was she needs to be you know come a little more prepared maybe write some notes down because lala's quick with the words and she's gonna give it to her mm-hmm. uh wine katie realizes after seeing some wedding pics that the same pastor that married china and shay also married china and brock which i thought was interesting <laughs> um katie ex- <laughs> maybe he's uh maybe he's on groupon and that's how they got him but um Probably. katie explains that katie explains that after this trip her healing process about the divorce has sped up a bit more and she is finally ready to be more open about who has she's been seen. Katie talks about being a puma around her 25-year-old boy toy and she doesn't care about Schwartz anymore and his feelings. To me, this sounds like the war is officially declared. I think once mm-hmm. she found that out and we see next week, she I think we see next around. week, Homeboy. Yeah. So... I think once she found out that Schwartz and Rachel kissed, then she was like, okay, I'll bring him on camera because maybe she was keeping it on camera, like to respect boundaries to not flash him. But once he found, she found that out, she's like, all right, let's do it. You want to do it on camera? Let's embarrass each other on camera. But yeah, she shouldn't care anymore
0: at this point because he doesn't care.
1: So, what
0: are you going to do? So, what
1: are you going to do? All right.
0: Well, let's take a short break now and then we will come back and discuss the Ultimate Girls Trip, episode six. Now, is this the second to last? How many episodes are we getting of this? I always thought it was like Um, seven. I could be
1: wrong. Yeah, I think it's like seven or eight. Seven or eight. So, we're getting. They did say during this trip they had
0: two days left. So, yeah, maybe eight episodes. Okay. So, we will be right back. Hey, welcome back to East and West. We just finished discussing Real Housewives of New Jersey and Vanderpump Rules. And now we are going to move along to Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trips, Episode 6. So, the episode starts off with Pepsi in the confessional, completely exasperated. They show flashbacks of the fights and the stolen tequila bottle. And Pepsi says he sees no solution to the fighting and drama. And we see him crying. Aw, Pepsi, that's so sad. He's like sitting on the kitchen floor crying. It was very sad. It broke Pepsi. It, it, they broke him. So Heather mm. jokes to Portia that she stole the bottle and offers her a shot, which I thought was funny Um, and probable. <laughs> she yeah. might be suspect number one again. Uh, Leah returns from the ER and as they get ready to have dinner, Pepsi sits them all down and tells him he's unhappy or tells them he's unhappy with them. He makes fun of them for shouting one minute and then hugging the next. I mean... He must, he had no idea. I don't think, honestly, he's ever seen the real housewives and had zero idea of what he was getting himself into here because he absolutely I think they're regular people. Um, he says everything he does for them is real and from his heart. Leah says that when she was sick, all she wanted to do was hold his hand. They all apologize, but then Portia and Giselle say in the confessional that Pepsi is not cut out for this. And I completely
1: agree. Uh, I do dinner- want to point out. Mm -hmm. sorry I do want to point out that while Pepsi was being Pepsi and vulnerable and opening his heart to them and how upset he is Portia and Giselle had a side combo that Mm -hmm. was on screen and Portia was like or Giselle says I'm not apologizing and then Portia says oh I was just gonna say I'm sorry you feel that way like (laughs) you know those those fake fake apologies and then Giselle says or no, and Portia says, I mean, he acts like he lives here. He's going to get a check. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you guys sound so stupid. <laughs> like,
0: I know. I know. Like, I felt so bad. Yeah. I'm like, he was really nice to them and tried hard. And I think also Pepsi is an actor, by the way. I don't. I believe he's an actor. Oh. Just like the other producers were on the other or not producers, the other butlers. They were either yes. actors or producers, I- but I, I think I read somewhere that he's an actor. Um, so dinner this night is Marisol's and she has a cocktail making party, obviously. I mean, it's on brand Mm. for her. She says in the confessional that maybe if Leah had a cocky that she would be having more fun. Okay. So at this point, these women really need to stop talking about Leah drinking because they know she's an addict and that drinking would be the worst thing that she could do. And they make light of it. And it's not cute at all. In my opinion, like enough. She's Mm. not going to drink. It's not. I mean, did they not see that she clearly has some problems with something? She's always in the ER, like leave the girl alone. So uh, exactly. Leah makes a mocktail while all of the others make a drink called a stiff cock. Lovely. Uh, The dinner is dedicated to Mama Elsa, who loved to eat, drink, and dress up. Me too. I love to eat, drink, and dress up. Hello. Fun. Minute one of the dinner, Giselle stirs the pot with Leah and Portia. Portia says Leah is not her vibe and Leah says it right back, but doesn't understand why Portia doesn't like her. She explains that the social media aspect of the show has a negative impact on the ladies and the fact that Portia didn't tag her in the picture hit a nerve. Leah says that Portia's actions towards her don't match up to the things that she's saying and then cue the flashbacks. So we see Portia saying that being on Housewives is a sisterhood and it's a safe space But clearly, for Leah, it's not a safe
1: space. (laughs) I I forgot that uh, this is why I like flashbacks because I forgot Portia said that. Uh I forgot Portia was like, "Oh, this is a safe space. This is a sister," which is bullshit. But um,
0: it was uh, nice. (laughs) Seats.
1: But I did, yes. And I did agree with Leah on that point. I'm just like, oh, that is true. Portia Mm is saying one thing, but then, yeah. Exactly. But anyway.
0: So Portia's answer back to Leah is so super mature. She says, absolutely. That of poor Leah, Leah by. I mean, (laughs) that was profound. That was really profound. And then there's a short round of Leah by, Portia by. Portia (laughs) by. Portia by. Portia tells her that if she wants to have an effect on the group, that she needs to be a part of the group. And she goes on to say that Leah hasn't connected with anything or anyone since she's gotten there. Now, Whitney chimes in saying that Leah complains too much about being tired or PMSing and cue those flashbacks. And we see her complaining. Portia says it's not one big thing. She just doesn't vibe with her. And she asks the ladies then who they vibe with. Marisol says that her and Alexia have had great conversations with Candace one-on-one, but in the group, she gets loud and crazy. (laughs) The fact that they're saying that though, Alexia is the loudest person around.
1: Exactly, I know. That's why it's hilarious. No self-awareness.
0: Yeah. No self-awareness. And Candace says she's no louder than anyone else, which is true. Uh, Marisol then asked for a show of hands of who thinks Candace is the loudest and basically forces Heather into raising hers because Heather's a kiss-ass. Uh, I know, then tells Can- I know. She then tells Candace to ask the group and Candace says the group is up Portia's ass. <laughs> 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 Heather chimes in next saying that she came on this trip of full heart and mind and wanted to connect with everyone, but she was immediately shut down by Giselle who says that she can't trust a word that Heather says. Jizzy responds saying she likes her, but she doesn't trust what she's been saying. The flip-flopping and the Jen Shaw stuff, just like for an example. And meanwhile, at the other end of the table, Candace tells Leah that Heather was talking mad shit about Giselle in the car. Cue the flashback to five hours earlier, and she says she's waiting for Heather to be honest and tell Jizzy how she actually feels. And surprise, she does. This is where I got a little respect for Heather in this scene because I did not see that coming. Oh, like people pleaser. I'm playing like all the sides. I did not see it coming. She tells her how she felt Mm. targeted by her. And she knows Giselle isn't open to a relationship with her. Giselle actually backs down something we don't see her do often. And she says, we have two days left and we could fix it. And I would like a do over. That was shocking for me.
1: Yeah, better late than pregnant, but I mean, you know, it's interesting that Giselle was receptive to it and said, you know what, in her head, she's probably like, I don't need a film with you anyway after right. this, so let's, just, let's right. just move on at this point. Right,
0: we got two days left, like, fine, we'll smooth it over, and then I never have to see you again. Um. So this theme continues, and Whitney speaks up for Heather, and those two actually have like this hugging session at the end of dinner. They do a shot to Mama Elsa and dinner ends. And then after the 20-minute hug, they both, Heather and Whitney, jump in the pool, fully clothed and mic'd up. So that's $6,000 worth of damage to microphones is what they were saying. I mean, dummies. Like, just take it off. I know you're drunk, but you're not. Come on. I know you're trying to be spontaneous. Take the mics off. Uh, You know, it's going to come out of their check. Of course it is. The producer looked real thrilled when Pepsi was handing him the, uh, or the sound guy, whoever it was. Um, So Marisol says in the spirit that, that the spirit of mama Elsa brought everyone together. That could be true. That could be true. Uh, And She does like a spot on impression of her mother too. In one scene, like when she's saying something, I was laughing so hard. I forget what she said, but she was rolling her R's and she sounded just like her. Um, so the next morning, the ladies prepare for the trip to the Thai temple and Pepsi warns them to be respectful with the way they dress and no shouting. So Whitney's by- mission. Yeah, that is a definite mission. Whitney stops by the Miami girls room in a bra top and pants. Now, this is a complete Sue Ellen Mishkey look. And that's for my Seinfeld fans. You guys will know what I'm talking about there. And the girls tell her that she cannot wear that to the temple. And in the confessional, Alexia says to cover those tetas. Yes. I mean, <laughs> literally like in a bra, in a bra. So luckily, there's a matching top that she covers it with. And while waiting to leave for the temple, Leah gets up suddenly and says she's going to puke. She runs to the bathroom. The medic comes in to see her, and she's dry heaving. Candace comes back in to check her as well as Pepsi, but nobody else does, which Leah notices. Pepsi excuses her from the temple trip, which is sadly her event, and when everyone leaves, Leah tells production that she wants to go to the ER to make sure sure that she's okay. Are we getting, like, any hypochondriac vibes a little bit from Leah? She's, like, always sick.
1: A little hypo, a little more like, I don't want to do this. So I'm going to pretend I'm sick because I don't want to go anymore. And I'm tired and I don't want to leave the trip because then I won't get paid. That's what I'm getting. That's
0: true. (laughs) That is true. It's, I think she's got some anxiety going on there. I mean, I don't even know. So anyway, the the other girls leave for the temple and Heather gets invited to go in. um, Giselle and Portia's van. And she's very happy about this saying that Regina George has. Said, come on, bitch. Let's go shopping.
1: Oh, uh, I completely eye-rolled. I'm like, Heather, stop it with the fan girl thing. Stop it. Like, it's so annoying. So annoying.
0: They're not supposed to fangirl over each other. They're all housewives. Like, that's like us being on the trip with them. I mean, that's how she acts. She acts like a viewer. Yeah. Not a housewife.
1: She acts like a viewer. She acts like a viewer. She acts like a super fan. Mm-hmm. It's okay with me and you do it because we are super fans. We but are. Girl, you right. are- You have taglines under your belt. Like, you need to stop. Right,
0: like, be a little more humble there. Like, not so. Anyway, so they discuss Leah in both of the vans, which cuts to a split screen of Leah in a hospital bed with an oxygen mask on. They have a lovely time at the temple and actually are surprisingly well-behaved. Meanwhile, Leah is at the hospital with a very bad headache. Um, Back at the temple, the girls take a piece of paper with a number on it, and Pepsi tells them what it says and what's in store for them, allegedly. It's like a fortune (laughs) thing or something. So Pepsi says he'll tell them the truth, whether it's good or bad. Giselle goes first and is told that every man she dates in the future will be broke. I fucking died. I died. I laughed so hard. I'm just
1: (laughs) sitting there like, who... (laughs) I want to know who wrote these because <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> they were lying. very on brand. It, oh, my God. And then she's yes. like,
0: well, if he's broke, I ain't going to date him. So exactly. I, mean, I was just dying. Well, but then she was dating that Jason guy. And I don't think he's made of money. So that that would be kind of funny. Um, and anyway, I mean, he's so, probably
1: packing in other areas. But oh, you know, oh, I saw
0: him in person. He is hot as hell. So anyone, everyone uh everyone else got or anyway, God, I cannot talk today. Everybody else got good news from Pepsi, depending on how you take it. Portia's news that was that she was going to have problem with a lesbian. What? Just a lesbian. That she was is gonna have a problem. With that a is. Lesbian. What does that mean?
1: This is well that's when my uh red flag vicky Gumbleson waving the finger red flag red flag that mm-hmm. came up to me because i'm like these are obviously contrived because portia did have a lesbian drama season nine of real housewives of atlanta so i'm just like oh, oh so yeah. this is this is what y'all are doing you want to see them react right. to this and then i i cackled when portia says oh and then she just says i received that
0: <laughs> i know i know like and then somebody's like, wait, what say. if Porsche's a lesbian? <clears throat> <laughs> who said that, that? Funny. I know. That was so funny. So they arrive back at the house and they prep for Whitney's tantric dinner. Of course, she's having like a sex dinner. Um, Candace checks in on Leah, who is still in the hospital. And then Whitney, Pepsi, and the tantric chef, who's Irish and had a very lovely accent, go over the themed menu. They begin dinner with something called Sticky in My Hands. Ew. And then they move on to raw oysters and other stuff that's supposedly, like, sexy food. Uh, Lots of dick talk at the table. And Heather admits that she's terrified of big penises.
1: (laughs) Just when I think I couldn't dislike her more. I'm just sitting here, like, I'm like, at least be a a self-admitted size queen like Giselle. Because Giselle has a lot of bad qualities to her, but... The fact okay. that she's a size queen, not, not that I'm a size queen. Let me clarify. Yeah, but then she
0: gives but, it, to, uh, Portia gives it to her in that confessional.
1: Ex- oh, I know. Yeah, it's hilarious. But I, um, I love Heather, When Portia said, now we all know Ms. Heather Gay has broken some dicks in <laughs> right? the past with that big old ass, that big right? old ass. <laughs> but hilarious. you know what? Not everybody, not everybody likes a big dick. So it's okay, I guess. That's I true. guess. I'm, I'm, okay.
0: Well, I don't like it no, too yeah.
1: big, but. Yeah. No, to- I don't need like a.
0: I don't, I don't need a for foot long,
1: years, but so. <laughs> uh, I don't need a foot. I just had a terrible experience with a pencil dick one time and it was just, <laughs> it was like a pinky and I'm going to overshare, but I was just like, oh my God, what yeah. happened? Like, where's yeah. the rest of it?
0: I know. But anyway, that's, so
1: when Heather said,
0: yeah.
1: when Heather said small dick, that's what I got in my head. And I'm just like, oh, no, please. No, just average. Oh, I, know. For a little.
0: I know. Average is just fine. So anyway, Whitney tells them about her love is art experience with her husband on camera. And then we're treated to a very cringy flashback of Justin slapping Whitney's ass as they're rolling in paint. What a shit show that was, man. That was
1: just Oh my God. And then they talk
0: about other times that the housewives have done it on film or kind, you know, pretended to do it on film and how embarrassing it was. Cue the flashbacks to Tamara and Eddie and Teresa and Joe both in tubs. Ugh. Uh, the Tamara and Eddie <laughs> at least Teresa and Joe were just being like Teresa and Joe, but the other one, like
1: exactly the other I one was mean, so uh, yeah. Tamara, we love I you, love you but Tamara,
0: so much, but yeah, that, she that was it just cringy. uh,
1: she knows, yeah, she'll say it. it, yeah.
0: And then, so Whitney says that she's already made more money than Justin, who got fired for that scene, by the way. I mean, what do you expect? It's Utah. Of course, he's getting fired for that. And that also brings me to this and makes me wonder if Justin is re-employed now. Or or did she retire him, like she said she did?
1: I know, and I- You know, because if these housewives are making six figures, which they are, according to the gossip, then Mm -hmm. maybe he's like, oh, well, I'll be your husband on the show. Like, that's right. That'll be my job. I'll I'll be your manager. They always become the manager. That is true. Their handler.
0: Uh, Anyway, so. in the next scene, they do a pole dancing lesson, and of course, Whitney is a pro. Uh, the rest are pretty hilarious. And Marisol says, "This is my first time on a pole because I ain't no hoe, but then she would like to master it because she wants to be a hoe." <laughs> I was
1: have you ever danced on a pole? I
0: have not. No,
1: Mm-mm. I've I've never done that. And my friends have gone to like pole dancing classes. Mine have. Been- I. I'm good. Like, I know that you have to be very physically, uh, I would just look a fool. I think that's why I don't want to do it. I'm um, very
0: bendy, I but like oh, and flexible. Okay. but I am definitely not coordinated enough to hang upside down on a pole or do anything. I would fall on my ass. I'm such a clutch. Exactly. I could trip on flat ground, not
1: coordinated. Oh my God.
0: I mean, really? Oh, uh,
1: yeah. That's why I'm like. So I don't know if I would want to I don't know. Oh <laughs> no, my god! No, I wouldn't either. I can't. If I did that. I I'd can't
0: have to be drunk. I'd have to be drunk if I was getting on a
1: pole. I'm gonna have to. I'll buy a. I'll buy one of those retractable leashes when we go to BravoCon, so you won't fall. I'll just tap you on there and be like, "Come on, Leslie, let's go." <laughs> I don't right, want you to fall. Right. Oh my God, can imagine.
0: <laughs> so then the, the, in the last couple scenes, Whitney and Candace get high in the confessional. They're smoking a joint in there and they talk a lot of nonsense and then they raid the kitchen. And then Wick gets on a raft in the pool with some KFC mashed potatoes and gravy and falls right off and the episode ends. I was dying. It was
1: hilarious watching Whitney and Candace in there and Candace is like, what day is it? I don't know who the said patriarchy. it, but they're like- <laughs> Uh, They were just going on. I love those, like, raw moments of, like, they don't, they're not trying to see them get
0: high high now, also. Exactly. Hilarious. Very funny. I thought it was a good episode. And we'll see how many we have have left. It's probably one or two, so.
1: One or two left, and I think that uh, they did a decent job overall. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the formula. I didn't like the formula of bringing on current housewives that are fighting, and then airing it before, I don't know, it feels Agreed. out of order. It feels, it feels a little whack because we know what we yeah. know now, like seeing Heather and Whitney have a moment was cute, but we know they're not talking right they're now. Not like talking we know they're still. having it.
0: Right. Same they're for not talking. Giselle and
1: Candace, like same for G- And the only like big star that I would be starstruck on this cast is Portia. Everybody yeah. else, I'm just like, you guys are, like I don't know I think they were just trying to see if they could pull it off but it didn't work for me that much like I was kind of getting um uh, I was toning out a little bit on this episode yeah I was like eh, I was like whatever but I don't know I think part not part one I think part uh Girl Strip 2 was definitely much better part or episode one was also fuck I need to get it together Girl Strip <laughs> 1 Girl Strip 1 was okay it was fun it was exciting it made me but, laugh I don't know yeah. Yeah. There's something there's something a little off about this, maybe because it aired out of order. I don't know. But I've been like, okay. Well, yeah, whatever.
0: because we know what's happening, like you said, in real time. And it's just like when we know what happens before the reunion or before like it gets convoluted. I don't like it. I want to see you know. it all play out. I don't want to know what's going on right now. And they should have some kind of thing where they're, they don't allow them to talk about it.
1: I needed in chronological order at least. Like, Definitely. if they were gonna send these girls, send them after the reunion, right. or, se- or film after the reunion. I don't know, but anyway.
0: Well, I mean, maybe Portia will be at BravoCon now this year since she's been on this, so we'll get to meet her.
1: Oh, be fun! I hope so. I, I like love Portia. Porsche. Yeah, I love Me her too. Yeah. I got I got to meet her in twenty nineteen, and she was in her wheelchair. <laughs> Oh, she I had broken her, her that foot. Year.
0: So. I remember that, but I didn't know yeah. that year. I remember seeing her on the stage, though, at the panel or something. With like her, her wheel- wheelchair. Yeah, because exactly.
1: she, she had a wheelchair. She was very sweet. I loved her. Right. But anyway, we had a great week. I love talking to you, Leslie. I know I say love that every time. But, um, you. So fun. I'm excited. Excited. I'm excited for the rest that's to come this year. We have Atlanta, Orange County, Girl Strip mm-hmm. 4, and mm-hmm. the Pump Rolls Reunion, and right. Bravo Con. Bravo I'm Con, so excited. everybody.
0: All right. So we will see you guys next week. We hope you all have a great week and thank you for listening, as always.
1: Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>